Hi, everyone. Hi. It's good to see you. So good to see you. So good to see you all in the building. And hi to everyone who's watching online. It's so good to, well, I can't see you, but I can't wait to see you. And hi, everybody upstairs. Do you know what, about an hour and a half ago, I was an, just an emotional wreck because it's the first time I've been in the building since March. And, oh man, it's been such a journey. And um, it's so good to be back. It's so good and it's so good. We need to be thankful because look, we're here. And even maybe the worst times at church when we all were together, that was still good because there were so many of us. So we have to thank God for everything. And welcome today. This is the last installment of the series Abide, and it's been a really good series. Have you all enjoyed it? Have you enjoyed it at home as well? Um, last week, Mark did such a good talk. It was so heartfelt. I got to know a bit more about Mark last week, which was absolutely wonderful. And he talked about being busy, being so busy that it can just rob you abiding in God, abiding in Jesus, because you're just caught up in busyness. And today I'm going to be looking at abiding in Christ through prayer. I'm just going to say a prayer right now, actually. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we are here, that we can be together, that we can worship you today. Lord, please reveal to us what you want us to know. And please, can it all be about you? Help us to focus on you. Okay, so the text that accompanies this series is John chapter 15. And I'm going to focus on just one verse, and that is John 15 verse 5. So this is it. It is, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me... You can do nothing. I'm going to read that again. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, here Jesus describes himself as the vine. And if you know the vine in the grapevine, that is the thickest part. It's also known as the trunk. The trunk is the strongest part. It's rooted into the ground and it holds all the nutrients. It holds all the life. And Jesus describes himself as the vine. He is rooted in the Father. He is God himself. He has all the goodness. He holds all the goodness, all the nutrients, and he's the epicenter of life. He holds life. He says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. And then he says, you are the branches. And when you look at branches, they're all different. They're all different and they're all moving in different places and they're bearing fruit. And that's just like us. We're all different. And we all have the ability to bear fruit in different ways. You don't have to be like me to bear fruit. You've got your way. You've got your characteristics. I don't have to be like Mark. Mark doesn't have to be like Jenna to bear fruit. We are all different. God has given us different interests, different experiences. We have um, opportunities, different opportunities, access to different types of people so that we can bear fruit. And then the next part, he says, and this is the instruction for bearing fruit. You remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. 
Apart from me, you can do nothing. We only bear fruit if we rely on Jesus. When I looked at this verse, my Bible took me, my concordance took me to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4 to 5, and it says, Such confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. We just have to rely on him. Just let go and trust him. And he will bear that fruit, not us. So we're in 2020 and it's nearly over. And some people have had a good 2020. Some people have had a really bad one. You know, it's been really challenging for all of us in all different ways. To be honest with you, I've actually learned a lot in this year. There's a lot of things emotionally that I have overcome because of what's happened this year. But it has been tough. It's been really hard. And at times, I have seen people on social media or hear how some people have just been witnessing and telling people about Christ and doing really good things. And I got to a point once, I don't know, a couple of months ago, where I just said to God, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to do the right thing. I feel I need to do all these things for you, all these things for you, and I don't want to. I'm struggling. And do you know what? It's probably the best place that I needed to be because it wasn't about me trying to do all this stuff, trying to perform for God. All he wanted me to do was just abide in him and just give up and just to trust him, to plug into him rather than thinking, okay, this is the time where I shine and be something for God because I didn't have it in me and I, I, it's not me at all. You know, it's, it's so good. We need to plug into the Word of God. As Mark has done a talk in this series about how we need to plug into the Word, we, ch- we really do. Because there were times, especially during the summer, where it seemed like my algorithms on social media were just leaning to certain stories. And I was just like looking at all sorts of things And I started to wonder, what is going on? And I started to wonder, where is God? Where is God? Because I'm reading and I'm looking at certain things. And if this is happening, where is he? And all of a sudden, Bible verses that I have taken for granted, that I've just come into, that I've read, like for the one like, for I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That came into my mind. And you know what? There's all these stories that are flying around. You don't even know what's true or not. But the word of God is true. And there were times when I would look at an an Insta story about something that is meant to be going on. And it would cloud my day, cloud my week. And then I would just think about a scripture, which is true. The word of God, which is true. And it would just smash down all the anxiety and the fear. We need to plug into the word of God. In a time where things are just changing, God doesn't change. His word does not change. So he's calling us to rely on him, not rely on the news, not look at the Daily Mail. My husband says, don't tell people you look at the Daily Mail online. But he says, don't look at the Daily Mail when there's all these ideas and all these news stories. I used to work in news, and I know that people, journalists, they like to get the first story. You know, they like to be the first to say what's out there. It might not even be true, but they want to be the first. And if you're reading all these stories and you don't even know it's true or not, read the word of God. Plant yourself in what is true. Anyway, he's calling us to 
abide in him. Abide in him. I love how it says, if you abide in me and I in you, you will bear fruit. It takes a step further. You don't even just bear fruit, you bear much fruit. So much fruit. The fruit will be pouring out of you. In fact, I'm going to use this word that my husband hates. I love it. The fruit will be oozing. Yes, Alf, you're watching. Ooze, ooze. I know he hates that word, but he'll be, you know, the, the fruit oozes out of you if you just abide in him, abide in Christ. But do you know what? It is so easy to focus on fruit. It is so easy to take value in fruit. It is so easy to do things for God and don't even spend time with God. You don't even spend time with God as much as the things you're doing for him. It's so easy to find your identity in fruit. Maybe you're someone who everyone goes to you for prayer. They go to you for prayer. I'm going to try and keep my hands you, 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 you know, people come to you for, for certain things. You're the one that prays. You're the one that has the wisdom. And all it takes is that somebody else does what you do, where they might start praying or they, you know, they might do something really good that you do. And it just jingle, it just, you know, just shakes what you do because you think, well, I'm the one that does that. And now that person's come in and occupied my space. But I want to say to you that our identity is not in who we are or what we do. Our identity is in whose we are. Our identity is that we belong to the King of Kings. Our identity is because our righteousness is not from us. It's through Jesus because he is in us. That is our identity. It doesn't matter what you do. And we're living in a world where things change. You may have been able to excel in a certain way. And because of COVID, because of what's going on, you can't anymore. But your identity is not in that. It's whose you are, who you belong to. You belong to God. You belong to the Father in heaven. You belong to the King of Kings. And that's your identity. We can also take comfort and security in other people's fruit. Some people pray really well and you always go to them because actually when I go to them, you know, they, they, they've got, they're, they're plugged into God. And so I'm going to go to them and ask them to pray for me. Or maybe somebody's been really good to you and they're so compassionate and they give you things and you take security and think that is my relationship with God because of all the lovely things. But I want to encourage you to develop your own prayer life. Develop your own walk with God. Not rely on all the good things that other people do for you. We go to a church where there's lots of lovely things, lots of free stuff. And it's all nice and warm and cozy and lovely. But obviously, look, the, you know, church is just opening up. You know, my daughter, she said to me, Mom, when you come home, could you bring me a donut? And I'm like, there's no donuts, babe. There's no donuts. You know, there's all these lovely things about church, and we haven't had that. We haven't had that. And maybe some people feel, because I don't get to be in church where I can just be nice and cozy and lovely, I can't feel God. I can't feel him because I'm not at church. 
But I just want to say to you that God is with you right now. You could be at home and you could be in a place where it's really cold and there's lots of people around you who don't even like you and you may be on really bad furniture and there's all these things happening, but God is right there. The kingdom is in your heart. And he is with you no matter what is going on. Even if you're on your own, he is with you. You don't have to have all the warm, fuzzy, lovely feelings to be with God. All those wonderful things, all the fruits. You don't have to take your security in that and take your relationship with God in that. Go to him, abide in him because he is with you no matter what is going on. Another thing as well is that you can find your purpose or you can, you can think that your, the fruit is all about you. It's all about you, the fruit. During the pandemic, in the early stages of the pandemic, when we went through lockdown one and you didn't even know what was going to happen, I remember just being in my bedroom and thinking, supposing this new normal, supposing this is it, supposing this is it now for the rest of my life, and I just said, then what, what about all the dreams I had? Like, maybe, maybe that's not even going to happen. And then I started talking to God, and I'm saying, I said to him, and I'm being honest here, and I said, I had all these dreams. 2019, carving out all these things I wanted to do for you, God. I had all these dreams I had for you, God. I wanted to do all these things. And then I realized, whoa, look at that, Denise. You have just been focusing on yourself. You have been trying to elevate yourself for God. Oh my goodness, that is just, that is not what it's about. And I literally just said to God, I'm so sorry, I repented. And I said, you know what, God, I don't even know my dreams anymore. In fact, I want your dreams. I want your desires for me. I don't even know what I want because I think it could be all about me. So you just give me your desires. I just want to do what you want me to do. I just want to do what you want me to do today. If that is just to love my husband, I'll do that. That's it. I'll do that. If that is all it is, I'll just be focusing on that. If you just want me to just spend time with my kids, if you want me to just tell my neighbors about you, I don't, I'm not even going to think about anything bigger unless it's something that you want me to do. In fact, it's all about you. Whatever fruits you put in me, it's all about you. It's nothing to do about me. We can do that. We can focus on the fruit. We can focus on the fruit and not actually spend time with God. But he's calling us to abide in him because without him, we can do nothing. We can do nothing. He's saying, abide in me, remain in me, and I in you, which means that he wants an intimate relationship with us. And an intimate relationship requires communication. As I said about my daughter, about the donut, she keeps asking me to come back to church. She wants to come back to church to see everyone. I've spoken to people here who have said they just miss having those accidental conversations at the blend bar. And you know, I've talked so many times about I'm not a fan of the school gate, but do you know what? When when, when there was lockdown, when the kids were at home, I missed seeing the mums and going, hi, hi, you know, doing that little, actually, just touching base with people I needed. I needed to do that because it just made me feel, ah, oh, I'm here, you're here, we are fighting the good fight. So if we need communication with people, how much more to develop our spiritual life, to develop our closeness with God, how much we need to communicate with him? 
So I'm going to show you some practical, I'm going to highlight some practical steps on how you can develop your prayer life. So the first three things I want to share is to start simple, be honest, and listen to him. Start simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Just be simple with him. Be honest. Any relationship that is going to last has to be built on honesty. So be honest with God. You know, maybe somebody prays in a certain way and you can't relate to, but you, you, you just You just do what feels right for you. I've been in groups when people are praying and they do these amazing prayers. And I'm thinking, boy, you know, I need to think about what I'm going to say now next because I want to say something really great. But then, you know, what? it doesn't matter. Even if someone's praying really in a certain way for like three minutes and all you have is five words, but it's honest, that is more important. And the last thing is to listen Listen to God. Don't just pray and then, you know, get on with your day. Spend time listening to him. And you might be thinking, well, how do I know if it's God's voice? You know, I I haven't heard him audibly, but what you should do is just pray for discernment. And as you spend time, as Richard said in his preach, he's talking about fellowshipping with one another. As you spend time with Christians, as you plug into the word, as Mark said in his preach, do listen to these, these um, sermons if you haven't seen them. They're online. But as you spend time in the Word, as you spend time with other Christians, as you walk in the Spirit, as Chris said, you will get to understand, you'll get to know God's um, voice more and more. But pray for discernment. Spend time with Him. And don't just make it a shopping list prayer. Do more than a shopping list prayer. And here are five things that I would like you to just do more. So it's more than a shopping list prayer. The first thing is talk to God about everything. 1 Chronicles 16 verse 11 says, look at, look at the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Talk to him about everything. Turn your thoughts to him. It's so easy to be in our own minds or we start talking to other people. But do you know what? Go to God. He won't get sick and tired of you. You can talk to him about 50 things if you need to. I know sometimes my husband gets tired of me going on and on and on and on. And sometimes I call him at work and he's like, please, just give me a break, you know. But just go to God about everything, Just run it all by him. Do you know what? Even moan to God. If you're a moaner, if you're a complainer, moan to God about other people to him. Because you know what? When people moan to me about someone, I start to look at that person that they're moaning about in a different light. So moan to God because he loves that person and you're not going to change his perspective on that person. And maybe if you moan to him about a problem, he might talk to you and say what you need to do in that situation. Talk to God about everything. The next thing, pray when you don't want to do the right thing. Matthew 26 verse 41 says, watch and pray so that you don't fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. There is nothing in us that wants to do the right thing. It's all God. It's his spirit. So talk to him when you want to do something wrong. My daughter, sometimes she will say to me, mommy, can you get out the room, please? And she has not copped on that when she says that to me, I'm actually going to be watching what she's doing because she wants to do something bad and she wants me out the room. 
And we're like that with God. We may not say, God, could you get out of the room, please? But we might just think, oh, I'm not even thinking about you, God. You know, I, you, know you don't, uh, whatever. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. But talk to him. If you want to do something wrong, talk to him about it. Because he will help you. And I know that's tough because your flesh might really want to do something. But just keep the communication going, even when you want to do something wrong. The next thing, confess the things you do wrong to God. 1 John 1 verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from unrighteousness. There is a film called I Know What You Did Last Summer. And you know what? You know, like during this, this pandemic, there's been all sorts of like little memes or like little um, jokes going on WhatsApp. And someone put, you know, the film, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and someone put nothing, I've been in quarantine. And the thing is, though, that film, I Know What You Did Last Summer, is saying, I know what you did, and I know that you're trying to hide it. But you know what? We've all done things last summer and the summer before. We're always doing things. Confess to God because he loves you. There is no condemnation in Christ. He loves you so much that he knows. He loves you now and he knows what you're going to do next summer. He knows what you're going to do tomorrow. So go to him because he loves you and he will free you from sin. The next thing, tell God how great he is and how grateful you are for the things you have right now. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in all circumstances. The world right now is waking up to the fact that we need to practice gratitude. The wellness scene is all about you've got to practice gratitude. But how much more we can actually praise God where people are thanking the universe. We can thank the creator of the universe. We can praise him because he is God. He is king of kings. And we can thank him for what he's given us right now. What we have right now because things are changing all the time. So just thank him for what you've got, the people you've got around you, your health, your life, that you're, you know, you're, you're able to listen to, to the word of God. You're able to be at church today. You're able to praise him. Just thank him for what you have right now. And also, lastly, pray for others. Ephesians 6 verse 18. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all of the Lord's people. Pray for others. Pray for your partner. Don't just pray what you want your partner to do for you, but pray about all, you know, everything that's going on in their life. And if you don't have a partner, pray for your future partner. Pray for what they're, you know, doing right now or what they have to face. Pray for them. Pray for your children. Pray for your family. Pray for your friends. Pray for your enemies. Pray for the leaders, the people who run your children's schools. Pray for your local authority. Pray for your local town. Pray for the country. Pray for the world. Pray for leaders everywhere but pray for other people. It's not just about you and your prayers. Pray for others. 
I've got a friend called Felicity. She lives near me. And during this time, during um, this whole situation, we've we spent a lot of time together because I can just walk around to her house and she can walk towards mine. She's got a garden. And I've spent many nights being in her garden. And she's a psychotherapist. And in her own words, she says she's mad as a mongoose. And I quite like that. I like being around crazy people. But the thing is, She's a lot of fun, and we have a lot of conversations in the evening once the kids are in bed. And sometimes we're talking at midnight, and we're in the garden, and it's everyone's asleep around us. And I've often wondered who is listening to our conversation. All it takes is someone to have their window open, and they could like just have some popcorn and just be like, "Whoa, this is entertaining stuff," you know. So anyway, I was um, on her street two weeks ago. She's really big in the community, and she loves like gathering people together. And so she had like a turning on the Christmas lights on her street. And so she invited me, and I saw one of her neighbours, and he said to me, "Oh, I live." just opposite Felicity's garden. And I went, oh, um, we've had many conversations in that garden. I've often wondered who potentially could be listening. And he started laughing and he said, oh, oh, I haven't heard anything. And then he just looked at me and went, and if I did, nothing would shock me, nothing. And that's the same thing with God. There is absolutely nothing in your life that would shock him, nothing. There is absolutely nothing Whatever is going on inside, whatever you are interested in, whatever makes you tick, whatever is going on, there is absolutely nothing that would shock him. Yes, he is the King of Kings. He is the Holy of Holies. Yes, his glory, if we got a gram, if we just saw a little bit of his glory, it would probably burn out our retinas. But yet, nothing will shock him if you talk to him about you. And so I want to encourage you today to develop your prayer life, develop the communication because he loves you and he wants to spend time with you. Jesus is calling us to have an intimate relationship with him. Abide in me, remain in me and I in you. And when we completely let go and we trust in him, that is when we will bear fruit and it's his fruit and not us. So I want to pray for everyone. So if you are here, if you want to stand up. And Jenna, I'm going to invite you to come along. And you can pray too. And so when I was preparing this talk, I thought of two areas that I wanted to pray into. One, to develop our prayer life. I think we all could do that. I think we all could develop our prayer life. I know I could more. I could spend time with God more. And so I wanted to pray into that and also for people who have focused on the fruit. They have focused on doing good works for God. It's all about the works and they're not actually spending time with him. It's all about they found their identity in it and they feel that they need to do things for God. And actually they just need to just scale it back and remain in him. So we're just going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you love us and that we don't have to do this on our own. Mm. It is all about you. Lord, help us to remain in you. Lord, help us to completely let go. Some of us here right now just need to let go. So Lord, I ask you to please help us to do that. Mm. 
And no, it's not about us performing or being something. It's about you, you. that we need to plug into you. Mm -hmm. That's all you require, us to let go, remain in you. Lord, I pray that you develop our relationship, develop the communication, help us to turn our thoughts to you, help us to talk to you, help us to keep it simple and be honest with you. We thank you for Christ. Thank you for what Christ has done, that there's no condemnation in him, that we can go to you, that all our sins are pinned on the cross, that you love us unconditionally, and so we can talk to you about everything. Yeah. And Lord, I want to thank you just for what an honour it is that we get to have communication with you, the creator of the world, the person who is above everything, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, and yet you choose to have an individual personal relationship with us. And I want to thank you this morning that you gave, you give us that opportunity through what you did by sending Jesus on the cross, that that veil was torn in two so that we could have access to you, our Father, and Lord, we, where we find it difficult um, or just don't put enough time and effort into keeping that communication going with you, Lord, I pray that today would be a turning point for us, that we would realise that actually doing something, talking to you about something is better than nothing. Yeah. Would you help us, Lord, on that journey, wherever we're at, we recognise we're all at different places, but just help us, God, with where we're at. Help us to be honest with you mm. and just to come as we are to you. And just had like a image of just a reminder of like how a parent is. Like I'm just thinking about me with my kids. Like I just want to know everything about them. I want to know what they're worried about, what they're excited about. I want to know everything. And it's not so I can tell them what to do or judge them or I just want to know because I love them and it's just that's exactly how the father is with us it's there's he just loves us so much that he wants to know every detail of how we're feeling yeah. um and I know sometimes it's just me being honest I think well God knows everything anyway so why do I have to say it and that's not the point the point is that he wants that relationship with us and yeah, Lord, I just thank you so much for that. I thank you that you just love us as we are and you want to know us intimately. Just help us, Lord, with that. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Amen. 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 If you guys want to take a seat, um, if you are, well, you can at home as well, but when you're here, take a seat. Um, there's going to be some time for prayer at the end if you guys um, would like. But Denise, thank you so much. Can we just say thank you to Denise? Thanks. Um, bring this up. Um, yeah, we'll take a seat. We're going to do a little Q&A, but I, got, I don't know about you, I was writing so many notes in that talk. I got so much out of it. So 
Um, bless you. Thank you so much for sharing this morning. And I have to say, there was, um, there's been loads of comments online, but Catherine um, has said that it's her second time here. This lady and her message has changed me. Oh, wow. Thank well, you. I'm so well. glad I'm here today, albeit online. Catherine, just want to say welcome to you. Hopefully we can meet you in person sometime soon. But that is amazing that, you know, that message God. really spoke to you. So Wow. Praise so God. cool. Um, I'm just having a look through. There's not too many like questions, or um, there's quite a few different comments on here. Um, but I've got a few questions, <laughs> so um, kind of prayed a little bit about it at the end there. Um, if you guys, by the way, have anything that comes to mind, just write it in because it will come up, and as well at home, it's not too late. Um, I loved the five. Was it five things? It was more. Yeah. Felt like there was more than that actually. But the things that you were saying um, when we pray, kind of some way things mm -hmm. to say. So um, talk to God about everything. Yeah. Um, pray when you don't want to do the right thing confess the things that you do wrong tell God how great he is and how grateful you are um, and pray for others so when we hear when we hear that I mean there's so much to pray about where do we if we're sitting there thinking oh my goodness I feel so overwhelmed like there's so much to pray about where do we start like how can we just start I think you don't have to say all of that in one setting think of having a relationship with someone. If I saw you, I might not say everything in one, mm. in one setting. It's what comes to heart, what, what, what I feel to say right now. And I think it, it needs to be an authentic, honest relationship. And I think you need to just be natural with him. If you want to talk about a certain area, do that. Maybe then do something else in another time. I don't think it's that he, he won't listen to you if you don't do all of those steps. Yeah. He will listen to you, even if you just say help. I remember once I felt quite far away from God. And for like four months, all I would say to him is, I need you. Don't leave me. That was the only honest thing I could say to God. Wow. And that just kept me connected to him by just saying, I need you. Don't leave me. So you just got to be honest. That's amazing. Yeah. So just where you're at. Yeah, just wherever be you honest. are. Yeah. yeah. Just like in any relationship. Yeah. When you've got a friend who you really trust, you can just be yourself. Maybe you don't even have to say anything, yeah. but you're just with that friend. Yeah, yeah, I love that. You just be with them. Yeah. What's going on for you at that time. Brilliant. And um, also what you were saying about the, um, what was it, about how easy it is to find our identity in what we do, yes. which I know I can, I can relate yep. to that. Um, how, but obviously, it is good to serve and to do things as well. So how do we know when to get that balance between like stepping back and just spending time with God and doing things for others as well? I think if you look at your, your motive, mm. if it's if you're doing things for God, but it's about you, I think you have to spend some time and, and ask yourself, why am I doing this? I think it's good to do good for people. You should do that. And I think sometimes we need to do good, even if we don't feel like it. Yeah. Um, because I know there's a blessing in that, you know, just by, by doing good. But if your attitude is that I'm going to do this to benefit myself mm. to feel a sense of um, value or for people to like me or for you know just to find your identity in what you're doing I think you need yeah. to question that and you need to think why am I doing this yeah. um, because you can burn out as well mm. um, there was a time when I burned out because I was doing lots of things when I was at uni I was like the the um, 
the chaplain and I was doing lots and lots of things because I didn't think I was good enough. Mm. So I felt I had to prove myself. And I think you need to look at where is your identity? Our value is in God. We mm. don't have to prove ourselves by the works that yeah. we do. That's so really good. spend some time looking at why you're doing it. But it's still good to do good. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose if you find yourself saying yes to everything, but yes. getting burnt out, yeah. why are you, are you able to say no to things? Absolutely. And why not? I guess it links to what Mark was talking about last week as well, about yeah. Mary and Martha. And- Absolutely. And you also have to get your strength from him. You know, like mm. um, water is coming in and it should be a, 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 a river rather than a reservoir. Yeah. Yeah, where you're just holding on to what you're doing. It should be coming from God first, and then you can naturally give. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, We've got a few questions actually coming through as well. So Lucinda and Mark. Thanks, Denise. My question is, does it make... Oh, that's gone because someone else added something. Does it make a difference when you pray out loud versus in your head? Great question. That is a great question. I think... I think... I think you... For me, personally, I, I do both. I, there's been times when I've prayed out loud and it's helped. Mm. I've had arguments with my husband and I started praying out loud and just saying, I have a great husband, he's amazing, I have a great marriage. And you know what? It just changed amazing, the atmosphere. Yeah. Just absolutely changed it. And so I think it's good to pray out loud. Uh-huh. But then sometimes you're in a situation where you can't pray out loud. You've mm. got to pray. Do you know what? I, one thing I love about the masks, you can talk to yourself or you can pray on the street. No one knows. No one knows. I'm singing away and all sorts. But yeah, just whatever works at, at that yeah. circumstance or That's that environment. Yeah. I sometimes find when I pray in my head as well, I get just like, I go off and like my thoughts are all going and I'm like, what was I praying about again? Yeah. But so, so sometimes it's for me easier to pray out loud. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's been times when I've even just written to God because I needed to get my thoughts out. And so... Great idea. Yeah. Keep the communication going. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever means. Whichever means. Brilliant. Another question. I know I should pray, but I'm not always sure that God's going to answer or do anything. What would you advise? So what's the point, really, if we don't really think God's going to answer us or do anything? I think we've got to look at it that he is in control and he knows what's right. I think one of the things you can do is read the word and, 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 and believe it, walking his truth, that he holds all authority. And see if you believe that. Mm. You've got to see if you believe in that he actually is for you and, and he is. But you've got to believe that in your heart. Yeah. And then just tell him, speak to him, and then let it go. Trust him. When you speak to anybody, like someone who you trust, you don't keep asking a million times, could you get that? Could you get that? Because that just shows that maybe you don't trust them. Mm. Once you've said it, like, I, I guess you might say to AJ, could you go and get me? I don't know. Cotton yeah. buds or something at Tesco. Although that's not a good example because I'd have to tell him about 20 times. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> then you... And then ring him. <laughs> but it's just that but feeling of yeah. I've spoken to him yeah. and I'm going to leave this yeah. in his lap because he knows what's in control. Yeah. There's been times when I've been really anxious. I want something so much. Yeah. But I think it's because I want it so badly yeah. that I'm not sure if God's going to give it to me. And I've got to trust and let go and think, God, you are in control. Yeah. I know I want this. There's something that I'm really passionate about. And he may not ever have, give that yeah. to me, but that's because he knows what's best. Yeah, trust that he trust knows. Trust him completely. That's really yeah. good. Brilliant. And another question, does God care about the small things we don't think are important enough to bring him, bring Ab- to him? Absolutely, I think he does. He cares about everything about you. 
And if it's something that makes you tick, I think, yeah, absolutely. I've seen God deliver me. All right, this is so superficial, but I've seen him. I've prayed, like, if I've gone to the shop and I want to get something really nice, and I've just prayed, and God has just helped me with a bargain. (laughs) That sounds really ridiculous. But, you know, if he cares about the sparrows, if he cares about the flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, how much more does he care about you? Very good. Um, And another question from Adam G. Hi, Adam G. Um, Denise, I don't know if you remember me, but what is your best way of connecting with the Lord? So, like, we're talking obviously about prayer. So maybe the best way, the easiest, the best way you find connecting, praying with Him. The best way I connect through prayer. Um, Yeah. I trust Him. I completely trust Him, and I know that I don't have to be a certain way for God, Mm. because I know he he knows me inside out. He knows me more than I know myself, and he loves me, that I'm just my raw self with him. And I think that in in any intimate, you know, to have an intimate relationship with anyone, you have to be yourself. Mm. So just literally, I mean, he loves you. He loves you when you wake up and you've got your morning breath or whatever like that. He's there. He's right there in every circumstance. So just be honest. Start simple, as I said. It could just be, hi, hello, be with me, and then build up on that. Just start something small and build up on it, but start something real and build up on that. Yeah, that's good. And I think for me as well, sometimes I find it easier if if I'm starting out trying to pray more maybe having like a set time in the day or a set place so that when I'm in that place if I have forgotten to pray before whatever like for me it's the car so if I'm on my way to work or wherever and I'm thinking oh actually and I could find it easy to speak out loud there so maybe start off with a yeah routine and then build into adding it absolutely one of the ways that I find it really easy to talk to God is going for a walk yeah and I've started to get my husband to do that so just look go out just get out and go for a walk with him yeah and that helps me so just find what works for you he's there brilliant thank you okay I think that's sort of all the there's loads of amazing comments you'll have to look back through there's loads of great comments um Hearing testimonies is crucial as well. So yeah, when we hear that God's been at work answering prayers, it encourages us to know and encourages other people as well to know how God's um, answered prayers and moved. So um, to share those with friends and family and people that we know is cool. Great. Um, That's it for this week, I think. Brilliant. I'm sure there's loads of other things we could chat about, but um, no, thank you guys for joining us online at home. Um, we're just going to invite Mark back up. Denise, can we just give Denise another? Because it's hard to do this Q&A as well. You don't know what I'm going to ask you. You've done so well. Thank you.